Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Welcome to Faith Marketplace. We're bringing the kingdom into business by equipping entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives with resources and best of all, community to make kingdom impact and gain inspiration for marketplace leaders. Hi, and I'm Bob Lambert, the co-host of the show, with us, and I'm a founding partner of the Samurai Business Group, where we help small, medium-sized companies uh, build their business through business development, sales, and sales management training. So we put the wind back in our company's sales. And I'm Jennifer Villarreal-Reyes, founder of salesfromtheheart.com, which is customized business coaching for a life in business with unshakable confidence. I help guide entrepreneurs, coaches, and creatives on how to gain clarity and direction in their business so they can fully step into their God-given calling, sell their products and services all from the heart while making a powerful impact in the lives they are truly called to serve. And today we have some really amazing things for you. If you are a small business owner, you're going to want to make sure that you tune in. We're going to talk about how to pivot during challenging times. We're going to talk about how to engage existing customers, as well as, you know, why do some small businesses fail and how you can avoid it? And I have the privilege and the honor of introducing a world-win nationally acclaimed both author, she is a host of her own podcast, Small Biz Chat. She is the president of Small Biz Lady Enterprises. Please welcome Melinda Emerson. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. All the way from Philadelphia, you know, today. And uh, just, you know, from my standpoint, Melinda, if we could just give our audience a little bit of a glimpse into what is um, Small Biz Lady Enterprises and some of the stuff that you're doing out there in the market. How long have you been doing it? Oh, gosh. Um, I've been in business for 21 years, actually. Oh, <laughs> but I have been coaching entrepreneurs as the small biz lady for the past 13 years. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, Small Biz Lady Enterprises is my entire online brand. We work with Fortune 500 companies that target the small business market. So we develop market innovations, go to market strategy, social media contests and you know content go to you know content strategy. But what I also do is I am a small business educator. I have written three books including Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months, which will be coming out with a third edition next year, and my latest book is Fix Your Business, a 90-day plan to turn your life around and get your life back and reduce the chaos in your business. And I have a huge blog called succeedasyourownboss.com. And my footprint and my brand reaches about 3 million entrepreneurs each week online. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So we really have been developing a lot of content, a lot of videos, the podcast, uh, you know, for over 10 years, I did a live tweet chat every Wednesday night on Twitter. So, yeah, so I've been doing this a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Well, it sounds, Melinda, like you have a lot of great resources for our listeners, and we want to make sure that they get connected with you. So we're going to ask that you text us here at the studio, whether you're listening to the show live or the podcast. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword succeed, and you're going to get an ebook on how to recession-proof your small biz. And we're going to talk to Melinda a little bit later on about what's in that book. But Melinda, if you can share a little bit more, like, can you give us an example? I know you said some of the examples of your ideal clients and who you serve out there. But, you know, for some of our listeners, maybe they're not quite sure. Do they fit into small biz? Are they entrepreneur? Like, what are some of the situations that they encounter and that you would work with? Sure. Well, my goal in my business is to end small business failure. So I help people in the startup phase, as well as people who with more established businesses. And what we work on with more established businesses is how to build a business that can run without you. Right. (laughs) How can you go on a laptop free vacation? That's what I want for you. I want you to build something that you can actually sell. And a lot of people walk around thinking they might have a business they can sell when in fact they don't. Because if your business still depends on you and your two hands, that is not a business you can sell. So we we work on helping people really build their capacity around some of those things and just really stepping up more as a leader inside their own business because that's usually a big part of it. Wow. And, you know, one of the subjects we know that you're going to cover today because you also – Hey, you can really speak with authority to this about the challenges in business, right? Because in my conversation with you, you've had a few of them. And well, so uh, I mean, you can. Uh, who has after 21 years of business? I've been there, done that. <laughs> so I know you can address how to pivot the, in these challenging times. What would you share with our audience about that? Well, you know, what I want people to think about is that this, there are lots of great businesses that are started in downturns, in recessions and stuff. So what I want you to know first and foremost is that the world is still waiting on a better mousetrap. And if you build that mousetrap, the world will be the path to your door, no matter where your door is. Now, for those of us that have been in business for a while and COVID may have knocked you for a loop or maybe even knocked you all the way down, I'm going to give you a quick formula that I use to help people sort of turn things back around. So it's called the what I call it the scamper formula. And basically, it's a, it's a creative brainstorming session that you can do with just yourself. It's really scamper is an acronym for actually seven techniques, but this time, but what I want you to do is start thinking about your business differently using this formula. So scamper, the S in scamper stands for substitute. And what I want you to think about related to your business, what could you be substituting? Can you substitute your vendors? Can you substitute maybe your 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 inventory? Can you substitute maybe your staffing? What can you substitute in your business to lower your cost? That's what the S in Scamper is about. The C in Scamper stands for combine. And that's like, so what can you bundle together to make a new product? Maybe you have, you know, your A tier product, your B tier product, and your C tier product. But have you ever thought about combining things and making it a basket or a bundle, right? That's what I want you to think about because your customer the world has changed for everybody, especially your customer. So you want to sort of develop new ways to serve them. You might not be able to get top dollar for your previous service, but you could right size a different offer 
and get business and re-engage with your customers. So just know that. The so ex- Melinda, if I can interject here for bundling together, is this because it's going to raise the price, raise the value, all of the above? Why are you suggesting that? Well, I think that the way we have all been doing business, we've got to reinvent, right? And so it starts with looking at your products and services and really figuring out what you might be able to cobble together and rename and create something else, right? So I think at this point, you've got to look at how you can create value without creating additional costs. Yeah, that's so good. And what about the A? The A is just for adapt. And really, that's about really being customer centric and looking at what not only what your customer needs right now, but what are the future needs of your customer going to be? Because if you're already thinking about now, you're too late. What are they going to need six months, 12 months, three years from now? That's where you want to position your business so that you can be of value to them. And then And M is for modify. And again, that's about looking at how you serve your customer right now and saying, okay, is there a smaller version I can put out and, you know, and still make some money if they can't buy my top tier version anymore? You know what I mean? Or is there something new you could come out with? I have a customer uh, that I work with who, um, she has a beauty and health product business and over COVID, you know, she had to shut down her showroom, you know, and she, but she had this online community that she had called the best life tribe. And she got in her community, started talking to people about what their concerns were related to COVID and people wanted products that were healthier for them, that were going to help use holistic ways to, sort of um, protect them from the virus, if you will. And there was all this conversation about CMOS. And from the conversation about CMOS, she actually developed a whole new line of products in the middle of COVID featuring CMOS. All all because she listened to her customer, Mm -hmm. right? So I think you really have to think about how you can serve your customer, but your customer might be worried about something else. There's all these parents, they're managing virtual school and their business, still trying to be productive, feeling like they're under house arrest. I mean, there's a lot of stuff people, <laughs> a lot of stuff people are dealing with now. They're talking about canceling Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Like okay. it's terrible right now. Yeah. Okay. So what you're saying is we need to to pivot. We need to modify. We need to engage with our clients that we're serving and find out what's happening there. And Absolutely. What about the P, E, and R, right? We're, we're on scamper and we're spelling that out. So what about the P? The P is for put to another use. And that stands for, is there another niche you could be going after? Maybe you had this one niche over here, but is there another niche that could use what you sell? Now mm-hmm. is the time to go after them to see if you can make inroads. And then the E stands for eliminate. And that's really about what should you stop doing in your business? So often when we talk about pivoting, people think it's about doing more, doing different. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's like, do you really need a thousand SKUs or could you pare it down to 40? Right. (laughs) It's really about thinking about what you need to cut back on. And then the last thing is the R is for reverse. All right. What can you, how can you turn back time and go back to something that you were really successful at, bring it back out, 
Well, we wish we can turn back time for this segment, but we're going to have to continue in the next one. So make sure that you text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword succeed. And we're going to get you connected to Melinda and her ebook. And we're going to tell you all about that when we come right back with Faith Marketplace. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest today, Melinda Emerson. She is the president of Small Biz Lady Enterprises. She's an author of three books, also a host of her own podcast show, fabulously famous, called Small Biz Chat. And we left off with Melinda giving her sage advice about an acronym that she spelled out for us called SCAMPER. And if you weren't on that first segment, you kind of missed out on all that what that acronym means. But we want to also get into uh, how to engage existing customers. But before I do that, Melinda, you got a little bit of a backstory. We talked a little bit about some challenges and everything. And you've been a small business entrepreneur for quite a long time. So why don't you share with our uh, listeners uh, the cha- a couple of the challenges, not all of them, a couple of challenges, and how the Lord brought you through that. Sure, sure. Well, the the best story I can tell you, because Lord, the Lord has brought me through quite a bit, but <laughs> yeah. um, I will tell you how I even became the small biz lady and got on this track of helping entrepreneurs has everything to do with my faith. Um, back when I first started my company, I was a video production company originally because I had a background. I was a television producer at the ABC and NBC stations here in Philadelphia before I started my company. So what else would I do, right? But start a video production company. (laughs) Of course. So I was running my company. We were doing quite well. My husband was able to quit his full-time job at GE and join the business full-time. At one point, I had the largest female-owned production company in Philadelphia. We were actually number 29 of the sort of like Philly 100 list in Philly, which is like a mini version of like the Inc. 5000. Right. So we were ranked, I mean, we were doing really well. We were getting a lot of press, you know, top 50 women in business in Pennsylvania, top 30 leaders under 30 in America. You know, I was 26 when I started my first company. Wow. Um, So it it was a long time ago, but but it was also at a time when things were doing really, really well. And then all of a sudden in 2005, I got pregnant with my son. And I was 32 years old and ended up with a high-risk pregnancy on bedroom. Oh, boy. And I have to tell you, back in 2005, Wi-Fi was not in everybody's house. You got sent home. You were at home. Like, that was pretty much right. You know, I was trying to run my life from a Palm 3 cell phone. And let me tell you, it didn't run so well. Right? And, <laughs> and what I learned at that time was that I had made the cardinal, cardinal mistake I had built a business that could not run without me. Mm. And I swore, you know, and when I was home for all that time, you know, trying to get my little son here, I started making a list of all the expensive mistakes I had made. And man, the list was like, I, you know, it, it was it was amazing how long the list was. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I realized through my pregnancy that I, I was also like the worst workaholic you ever met too. Like I was horrible. I would actually leave church on Sunday and go to the office and work three or four. Oh, jeez. I, I mean, I was bad. And I honestly, I, I, to this day, I tell this joke all the time. I believe that God made me get pregnant on purpose because <laughs> it was like, I have to stop her, you know? And so 
I mean, it was so bad. You could call my office at three o'clock and and at nine o'clock, and people would answer the phone like it was three o'clock. I mean, that that's how bad it was. So I wasn't just a workaholic for me. I made everybody around me be one too. So it was it was toxic. It was bad. Um, but then I got sent home. Then you know things started to crumble because I was the number one rainmaker. So when I wasn't there, right, there wasn't much rain being made, and um, you know we had about. Oh, gosh, nine, ten employees back then, plus another bunch of freelancers. I mean, it was a so lot. So how did God transform this for you, Melinda? Well, basically, um, I everything was crumbling at one time, you know, and I was like, the business was messed up. My marriage was crumbling, too. Mm. And I went to my pastor. And I was telling him all this stuff. And he was like, well, have you started praying about it? And I have to be honest with you. You guys, I grew up in the church. The church was our, our family business. And I certainly had been a church goer, but I didn't have a prayer life at the time because I had let my busyness even separate me from, from, from God, from being able to talk to God. What a privilege that is for us. And is this why you usually tell people, Melinda, to pray over their business daily? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Because once I started praying and it took a while, I mean, literally it took like two and a half, three months of me just being like, Lord, what do you have for me to do next? Um, and he gave me a vision and a dream three times to become America's number one small business expert. And wow. it's amazing when God gives you a vision, right? When you when he gives you your purpose, he also moves every mountain out of your way to make that happen. And so for me, the first thing he did was those notes I had started taking when I was on bed rest having my son, well, those ended up becoming my best-selling book, Become Your Own Boss in 12 Months. Wow. <laughs> Can you give us some tips, Melinda, on this? Because it's so important. A lot of people don't realize this. They're, you know, the ones that are leading their way in the business. And if they get sick or something happens or they have to step away for a few weeks, a few months, then business comes <laughs> to a stop, right? And I can attest to this. This happened to me, you know, when I was sick for about three years and God was prepping me. He was telling me to serve a larger audience. He was telling me to leverage my time and to start a group. And I resisted. And I was like, just one more client, just one more client. You know, I thought I knew the best way, but he was, he was preparing me for something. So what are some of the ways that you can give our audience of how they can begin to leverage their time and to scale in a different way? So they're not just the sole person responsible for everything in their business. Well, first and foremost, you've got to look at who you have working for you. Cause a lot of times we have doers. Will you do this for me? Will you do that for me? But if you're the only person in your business thinking about how your business makes money, you're in trouble. You have got to get a salesperson in your business as soon as possible. Usually most people's first hire is some kind of virtual assistant, some kind of person to help them with the administrative back end. But the second person you need to hire is somebody in sales, somebody to be out there helping you make money so that everything doesn't all rest on your shoulder. And so that is the one thing that I would tell people. But the other thing too is it's very important to have a niche market focus. If everybody can or, you know, use your product or service, really no one will. So it's very, very important for you to know, not just know your niche, own your niche, be the best resource in that niche. And that way you, you, you're going after a market where you can almost have a one-on-one -on -one conversation because you know your clients so well and you can really focus. If you do those three things, you will build a business that can run without you. You know, the other thing too, I'm on an inject here. Would you agree also, uh, Melinda, that you need to outsource as much as you can that's not core to your competency? 
Absolutely. If you are, I mean, you have to think about it like this. If your time is billable at $150, let's just say $250 an hour, why would you ever do $20 an hour work? Why are you putting your own data in a QuickBook? Why are you doing that? You should not be doing right. it. Plus, you also need to be leveraging technology. There's a whole lot of stuff you can automate, and you know, and you need to be looking at that. Things like your invoices, things like email, all of that kind of stuff. You need to be, there's so many resources out here from Fiverr to, you know, finding a virtual assistant that might be based in the Philippines and something like that. There's a lot of low cost resources out here that you can leverage to do a lot of sort of like the kind of research and manual labor type of stuff in your business. Okay. So what would you say, Melinda, to somebody who's pushing back a little bit and just saying, like, listen, I'm not willing to give up this control or I it's going to take me too long to onboard this person or it's so hard to find good quality people to support. Like, what would you say to that? Because that's probably some of the bigger excuses that people come up with. Right. Well, listen, I think that we as business owners, we do have an attitude problem. Some of us. Right. We do think no one can do it as good as us. But let me tell you something. The minute you finally outsource that thing, you will wonder how come you didn't do it sooner. I remember the first time I let somebody else write a script other than me. And I was like, free at last, free at last. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know that other people could write scripts as good or better than me. As it turns out, they can't. Right? Yeah. So I, I had to figure out what was my best skill in my business. It was selling. I'm a selling machine, but I was busy selling and then going back and writing the scripts. Why would you be doing that? You need to not do that. But you've also got to figure out, yes, good people are hard to find. But if you get a good person and you really spend the time to onboard and train them, you could have an amazing employee. What we do as business owners, we hire people and then we throw them the keys and say, good luck. We don't, train, <laughs> we don't train people. That's something people do in corporate. No, it's something you better be doing too. If you want to build an actual team and you want people to not treat your opportunity like a job, if you want them to treat it like a career. Exactly. Like well, you're yeah. on with two co-hosts here that echo that, believe me, we're both yeah. trainers. So <laughs> yeah, coaches. coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to make sure that we get you connected to these resources. So make sure that you text us here at the studio. Uh, you can text us anytime, whether you're listening to the show live or the podcast. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword succeed. And we're going to get you connected to Melinda Emerson of succeedasyourownboss.com. And Melinda, if you could just briefly tell us about the ebook that all of our listeners are going to receive on how to recession proof their small business. Well, basically, it's pretty much what the title says. I'm going to give you tools and tips so that you can future proof your business, right? Because recessions come and go. And by the way, there's one about every 10 to 12 years, guys. So there'll be another one. So what you want to do is prepare. And that's really about knowing your customer, staying close to your customer, listening, and really watching the market trends in your industry. You don't want to be taxi driving when Uber and Lyft come around because you weren't paying attention to your customer. You want to make sure that you know what your customer needs and that you serve it in a way that serves you and your customer. Man, that's a that's so profound. I love this. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Melinda, we're, we're going to be taking a break here very shortly, but uh, you know, the challenge you face, the, I, I guess I want to get back to, because you said, and Jennifer brought it up, that you pray over your company. So how, what's that look like for you and your employee? Do you guys pray together for your company every day? 
I don't necessarily, my whole team is virtual. So they're all over the country and they've got different, uh, you know, time zones that they work in. So when I say pray over my business, and that's really about my personal relationship with the Lord, it's got it. about helping him center me to give me patience, to not have me react emotionally, but react factually. You know, I okay. think is business owners 50 percent of all business problems are not so well hidden personal problems right so you want to make sure that you stay focused as the leader of your business and that's okay. about jennifer well we want to make sure that you stay plugged in too so we have a lot more with melinda emerson of succeed as your own boss.com so stay tuned we'll be right back This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest, Melinda Emerson. And if you missed the first two segments, man, you you lost a lot. But this one's going to be just as powerful because Melinda has got a, she's going to discuss one of her books, which is, again, Melinda, what's the book called? Called Fix Your Business. Fix Your Business. And she's going to give you the 12 P's of how to fix your business. So I can't wait to hear this. I want to hear all these P's, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the the 12 P's really is what I call sort of like the 12 P's of running a successful business. So in any business, you know, you might have one to three things going wrong, but sometimes people, everything's going wrong, right? So the first P in, in the 12 P's of running a successful business is preparation. And that's really about you getting your mind right around. You finally decided you're ready to fix the stuff that's going wrong in your business. Cause I don't believe you don't know. I believe you haven't made the decision that you're ready to finally fix it. So that's why we start with preparation because it's really a mindset thing. The mindset is so important though, right, Melinda? A lot of people, this is where the biggest block is. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, you know, so is a man think it is he, right? So it's really about being clear that you can fix it, right? Is like can't is, is means won't like it. So it's gotta be about what you can do. And so that's why we start with preparation. And then the second P is purpose. And the reason why purpose is there is because that's really about your why story, right? Why did you start this business? But then why should you still be running it? Because sometimes people keep running business because they don't know what else they're going to do or they're leveraged to the hill and dead or whatever. No, I don't want to hear any of that. I want to, I want you to remember why you started this business and what were you trying to accomplish? What solution set were you trying to provide for your customers? And let's see if we can get back to that because sometimes it's time to move on. It's time to sell. It's time to exit. Or sometimes it's like, no, I do remember why we did this, you know, and sometimes you just need to remember it so you can kind of get your personal mojo back a little bit. Right. So it's really about your mission, your vision and your passion. That's where I get purpose from. A lot of times people want to talk to me about passion, but I'm like, look, if your passion doesn't have a profit center. Yeah. right. (laughs) So what's the next one? The next P is people. Right. Because people always want, I don't know an entrepreneur that doesn't have an employee story for me, but listen, People problems come in four different ways. Either you need people and you don't have them. You've got the wrong people working for you. You've hired people and then you haven't trained them. And then you have the audacity to get frustrated because they don't perform well. Gee, wonder why that is. But the fourth one is what kind of boss are you? 
what is it like to work for you? Are you a good boss? Are you a bad boss? Are you the kind of boss where everybody knows what kind of day you're having by how you're snapping at people and talking? <laughs> I mean, people don't leave jobs. They leave people. People, yep. You've got right. a turn going on in your business. It might have something to do with you. And that's what I want people to think about. So you really have to get on top of your people issues because your business can only grow as far as your two hands can reach. So you got to have some workers, you need some people, but you have okay. to pick the right people and you have to invest in them and train them and not train them once when they get hired, train them on an ongoing basis. Okay. Then the fourth P is profit, right? Profit is how we keep scoring business. It's not about what you make. <laughs> it's about what you keep. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I love it. Think about how your business makes money and mm. really tracking your profitability year over year. Okay. But also establishing money rules in your business. Don't just pay an invoice because somebody gives you an invoice. Pay invoices on the day you pay invoices, right? You know what I mean? Right. So that way you can manage your cash flow a lot better. But also make sure you can take any form of currency. I mean, in a minute here, we're all going to have to take cryptocurrency too. Look, I, <laughs> I want people to be able to make sure that they're taking checks, they're taking credit, they're taking cash, but that they make it easy. Right now, everybody's yep. about contactless payments. Can you do that in your business, right? Make right. sure that, that you're not creating friction about your money. Really, okay. really, really important. And then after profits, then we've got to look at your processes. How does your business run? Is how your business run all in your head? So if you get hit by a bus, nobody knows what to do. How are you going to train these people we talked about? If you don't document what goes on every week, what goes right. on every month, what goes yep. on every quarter, you know, and that way too, as a business owner, you can start figuring out the stuff you need to offload once you, you start go. making a list yep. of all of your processes. And then once you get through your processes, then it's time to look at productivity tools, right? The, the next P is productivity because you really want to think about how you can leverage technology to move smarter, better, faster. And that's okay. really what it's about. If you head over to fixyourbusiness.com, I've listed some of my favorite technology tools to make it easy. Because right now there's an app for everything and there's too many apps. People don't know like what to do. So right. if you head over there, I've got some great tips for you. Then after productivity, we've got to look at performance because performance is about measurement. What are you measuring in your business? As a matter of fact, are you measuring anything in your business? When's the last time you looked at your Google Analytics, your email open rate? Do you know what your cost per lead is? How about your cost per sale? You know right. what your average sale per customer is? Right. Yeah, yeah, this is all stuff you need to know. And let's talk about your marketing. When's the last time you know you did some Facebook ads or Google AdWords or whatever you're doing, you know, retargeting ads? You measuring that? If you're not, the next time you drive down the street, open the window and throw some money out because that's basically what you do. <laughs> so what comes after performance? That's so good, Melinda. After performance, it's time to look at your product and your product and services and figure out, is what you're selling still relevant? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be relevant three to five years from now? You got to okay. look at that. You got to look at that. And then the next thing I want you to look at is your presence, as in your brand presence online and offline. Now I know everybody is about digital, digital, digital. Everybody's buying thing online, but guess what? Offline traditional marketing still works too. So you yep. can't throw away direct mail. You can't throw away. I mean, if you get on the Today Show, it can still change your life today, right? So <laughs> you definitely need to have a mix of what I call, you know, more traditional marketing as well as digital marketing. Amen. Amen. Um, 
And then you've got to look at um, prospects, which is number 10. And prospecting is really about, do you have a sales process in your business? How do you generate leads? Do you have sales funnels? Who's following up on the leads when they come in? How are you qualifying the leads, right? Yep. And then let's say you make a sale. Well, who owns a relationship after sale? Does the salesperson, does customer service, does it revert back to you as the business owner? How is any of this happening? Do you have a salesperson? How are you Mm -hmm. managing that salesperson? One of the things we talk about in my book, Fix Your Business, is how to hire your first salesperson. Because it's tricky. You can lose your shirt hiring the wrong salesperson. So I really break down how to do that. Okay. Uh, And then the next P is planning. Now, I know people talk about business plans all the time. But what I think happens is most people treat them like historical documents as opposed to something (laughs) that you're actually using to run your business. So what I want you to think about is developing a one-year strategic plan. Can you do that for me? I'm not saying a 40-page manifesto. I'm saying, can you break down you know, five to six good pages about what you're trying to have happen? What targets are you trying to hit? By when, with what, for who, right? That's mm-hmm. what I want you to figure out. And then after that, the last P in the 12 P's of running a successful business is perseverance. Mm. Because you have to stay strong enough long enough to win in business you know there's a a great book out i don't know if you read i'm sure you have called grit by angela duckworth uh you know i I got exposed to her about three years ago on the global leadership summit and uh, she hit it on the head you know because uh perseverance is really one of the key ingredients for any success is you got to have grit. You got to be able to muster through things, and like you did, right? In the downturns in the businesses, the challenges. You know, when we're on that roller coaster ride, you know, getting on your knees first. You know, praying to the good Lord and getting that thing. But on the second part of that is, you got to help them. You got to be able to do something on your own and not get paralyzed in all this stuff. So that's great. Wow, Jennifer. Well, we went through a lo- the 12 P's. I'm adding the, a, the 13 one and saying, phew, you know, because. <laughs> uh, so if our listeners are feeling overwhelmed, don't. We have resources to get you started with right where you're at, whether you want to start, whether you want to grow, whether you want to leverage. We're going to get you connected to Melinda, to Bob, to myself, whatever you need. So just message us. If you want us to recap those 12 Ps, we'll get you connected to Melinda to do that. So make sure that you text us here. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword succeed. And guess what? You can also just send us a little message. Send us some emojis. We want to hear from you, right? We do answer. We do read these. It's not an Autobot. So please do message <laughs> us. Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to want to stay tuned for our next segment because... We've got a mystery subject that we are going to roundtable, the three of us, Jennifer and uh, Melinda and myself. So you're going to stay absolutely stay tuned for this next segment to do that. But I also want to encourage you to get out there, visit us at faithmarketplace.com. We have the podcast for over the last, going on eight years now. All these wonderful guests, including Melinda, will be up there soon. So the fact of the matter is that uh, along with that, there's this donation button. And that's how um, this ministry survives is through the kindness of folks that want to be out there. And they like what we're doing, and they want to be able to contribute to that to keep us on air and keep us going. We're in the throes of some rebranding and some new stuff that we could use new some website, donations. New website, new social yep. media. You know, we're, we're getting up to speed with technology here, right, Bob? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we are. <laughs> Painfully and, sometimes. <laughs> yes. and we are not the admin type of people uh, to do some of these things. So we're growing our team. We're using some of these words of wisdom that Melinda has been sharing with us. 
And so we want to know that you can be supported and we appreciate your support as well. So make sure that you reach out with us. Again, that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword succeed and we will get you connected to Melinda. And I also want you to go to Melinda's website. So Melinda, what's that website that people can go to? They can go to succeedasyourownboss.com. So just remember that. If you can't think of that, just Google small biz lady and you'll find everything you want to know about me, my websites, my blog, everything. Yes, that was small biz lady or go to succeedasyourownboss.com. We'll be right back and we have a roundtable discussion with Bob Lambert, myself, Jennifer Reyes and Melinda Emerson. Stay tuned. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with our special guest, Melinda Emerson, world-renowned small biz lady. I mean, she's got it all going on. If you weren't in there for the first couple segments, wow. Jennifer and I were just like, holy smokes. But listen, we want a roundtable of this whole thing, and it's really about a sales attitude right now and a mindset. And I know, Melinda, you addressed it, and Jennifer, you're addressing it, and I certainly am through this whole situation we're going on right now. So I'm going to throw it to you first, Melinda, as to some of the wisdom that you have about adjusting your mindset and sales during this time. I think right now, you know, being in sales is tough. I think a lot of people are selling online, but those of us that sell B2B, we still have to figure out how to approach our customers. But I think first and foremost, we have to approach our customers with empathy mm-hmm. and really get clear around the fact that, you know, a lot of major corporations are laying people off. I mean, people are being asked to take pay cuts and things to keep their job. So we can't make it all about us when we call, right? You always have to be more interested than interesting, right? So I think it's really important for us to not be afraid to pick up the phone because I still believe sales magic always happens on the (laughs) phone. But I think that we have to take a little bit kinder, kinder, gentler approach, I think. Mm -hmm. What what has been your experience, Bob? Well, you're absolutely right. And and, it, and it's people are struggling with this because, first of all, just getting through to somebody today, you know, the latest statistic, it takes anywhere from 12 to 15 contacts just to get through to another human being with all the technology blocking us today and spam filters and ID and all that stuff. So I think that's part of the frustration that I'm hearing. Also, once you get them on the phone or you do make contact, what do you, what do you say? Uh, and I'm coaching my folks is, Talk about them. How are they doing through all this? How's their family surviving? Have they, you know, what are they experiencing through this whole situation? Before you even start talking about anything to do with business, and then when you do, be prepared to have the conversation. You know, especially as you pointed out, Melinda, I deal with a lot of my world's B two B, and you better be prepared. You better be bringing your A game, especially if you're talking to executives in these organizations because they don't have a lot of tolerance for chit chat or small talk. So it's those kind of things. Just really have something crisp. That you're going to bring to the party that says value to them and also that you understand the difficulty and the challenges in the business speak to those things speak to those challenges speak to those kind of things so that you they understand and then they know that you know and particularly when it comes to protecting their employees that's a big factor on a lot of the a lot of these uh, you know executives minds day how am i going to protect my people how about you jen i know you're dealing jen with more one-on-one and, and smaller entrepreneurial kind of things what what advice are you giving? 
Yeah. So I'm more in um, the space of the online creatives, the coaches, the solopreneurs, whether they're six figure, seven figure coaches, or they're just starting out. Um, And we're actually seeing an increase. We're not seeing things decrease. So, uh, you know, being in the online space and preparing for for this, uh, we've been doing that for a while. We've been doing Zooms before everybody knew what Zoom was, right? Uh, We've had the opt-ins, the email list, the, you know, the many chat via messenger. A lot, I think a lot of B2B businesses are starting to look at some of the stuff in the online space. There's a reason why it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And so I think B2B is actually having to catch up with where Maybe. some of the others have been going. So it's been a while since I've been in the B2B side with copier sales back in the day and wholesale lending and all the other stuff that I did, you know, selling data, things like that. Um, but I mean, I think either way, it's all about our mindset. It's our attitude yep. because there's people in the online space that are like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be selling when there's just chaos going on in the world. Listen, there's been chaos in the, since the beginning of time. All right. <laughs> We're in the fallen world. So don't let that get to you because you are called to serve people. God has blessed you with these gifts and you are called to pour into others. Right. And so what a great time and a great season and always from beginning of time to now, but to be incorporating your faith into business, right? Incorporating that into work. So Melinda, how do you see that, you know, bridging and especially during turbulent times? Well, I think you're exactly right. I certainly have heard people say, I can't sell my gift. You know, yes, you can. Now, you know, God gave it to you, but he didn't want you to bury it in the sand, right? He didn't want you to bury it in the ground like the story of the talents, right? It, it's really, exactly. really important for us to figure out how to leverage our gift to bless others so that they can create wealth for themselves and things like that. So I think that it's really important that we think through how we can serve. Maybe you want, might need to serve differently. Exactly. But there, there's always someone you can serve. And so, right. yes. And, and I, I think, think you just hit that right on, Melinda, is that are you listening to God's direction on this? Because I had mm. a launch, you know, how to connect with five heart centered clients in five days. And it was a five day challenge and everything was set up in the sequence. I had hired my team to help me do all the admin automation stuff. Cause that's not, not what I like. And then God said, you're going to stop and you're going to open up this other group called unshakable faith. And I was like, what? I'm in the middle of a launch. Like, uh, uh-uh. and he just <laughs> sent me, you know, leads for two weeks, just straight on that. And I said, okay. And guess what? The group filled and sold without me even having the Facebook group started, without having the sales page. I knew what my pricing was. I knew kind of what I was going to offer in there, not all the content, but guess what? People will create that if you ask them. (laughs) You don't have to have everything planned out ahead of time. Would you agree on that, Bob? You're nodding. You're shaking your head. Um, Boy, you said a mouthful there. Right? You know, it's good old entrepreneurialism, right? Jump out and build a parachute on the way down, you know, kind of, because if you don't do it, you wait till everything's perfect, it's not going to get done or somebody's going to pass you over. I will tell you the biggest challenge, the other challenge, and I just had two, three coaching calls today about this, and it's an old story, but it's about these, these six inches between your ears, and it's called head trash. And, uh, you know, several of the reps that I've been coaching lately, have been, they got a lot of head trash around this whole thing. Can't do this, can't do that, can't find these people, and so on and so forth. And there's a lot of moving and shaking, as you said, Melissa. Linda, within these organizations. There's people leaving, there's people getting knocked out, and these are relationships somebody might have had for quite a long time, and all of a sudden they're in a tizzy, oh my God, what do I do? Well, guess what? You better get, get, get up to speed here. First of all, take care of three things, your attitude, your behavior, and your commitment to get this stuff done. And I illustrate that on a three-legged stool. And I say, you know, a three-legged stool, if any one of these things is shorter than the other one, what's going to happen, right? 
So you better be checking in on your attitude, your behavior, and your commitment every single day because those are the only things you have control over. You've got to have control of the markets, the weather, or anything that somebody else does, but you have control over those. You have choice and control over those three things. And then I pray. That. Can I just can I just stop you? I love that. You can check your attitude, your behavior, and your commitment. That's what you can control every day. You got I'm going to attribute that to you the first time. <laughs> well, thank you. But Bob, I'm going to take that. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm taking well, that. You know, what it's called today, it's no longer stealing. It's called borrowed brilliance All because right. everything is recycled, you know. <laughs> but I, 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 I try to boil everything down into simplistic terms. And what I have the clients do, and this might be a tip, is on a sticky note or something, you get that in your face, whether it be on your computer, uh, when you're in the car, wherever it is. Because when I coach you, I'm going to ask you, how's your ABCs? Mm. And that's really the check-in that mm. I give people to make sure that they're understanding those three things you control. Yeah, and- Melinda, what are your thoughts on this? That's gold. I mean, I, I feel changed just by you even saying that. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, wow, that man said attitude, behavior, commitment. Those are the three things you can control every day, no matter what else is going on. And I am like, yes. Yes and yes. <laughs> I love it. Well, I love, you know, I love a good acronym anyway, right? Yeah, I know you do. Well, and, this one's and, a little shorter. <laughs> yeah, and of course, and of course, on on this particular thing, as we're talking about attitudes, right, and mindset, that's really what this hits. So I've had two conversations, coaching conversations today, where I literally had them draw a three-legged stool, put an A, B, and C underneath it, and then get done. So. Jennifer? Yeah, well, this has been a great conversation. We want to continue it, but we're out of time here. So make sure that you connect with us at Faith Marketplace anytime, whether you're listening to the podcast or the show live. That number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword succeed. And we're going to get you connected to Melinda Emerson and her ebook on how to recession-proof your small business. And this is really for any future uh, events. So make sure you connect with her also at succeedasyourownboss.com. And check us out every Saturday here on AM 1160, Hope for Life. With uh, We'll be back next Saturday from noon to 1 o'clock. Also visit our website, faithmarketplace.com, for all the goodies out there. And text us, let Jennifer and I know how you're doing and any way we can help you. So we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.